Welcome to Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper, Assistant Pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. This broadcast will challenge and encourage God's people to seek revival. We pray you'll be blessed as you listen to Striving for Revival. Welcome to the Striving for Revival radio broadcast. This is Pastor Justin Cooper coming to you today from the KNVBC studio at the North Valley Baptist Church here in Santa Clara, California. My, what a privilege it is to have you join us for the broadcast today, and what an honor is mine to take the King James Bible and to share with you some eternal truth from the very Word of God. I'm looking forward today as we study together a little down further into 1 Peter chapter number 3, and we'll be looking here at verse number 12 down through uh, verse number 15 today, maybe go through verse number 16 today. And if you've not been with us in the last several broadcasts, maybe you say, well, I've not listened to any of these yet from this chapter. I'll encourage you to do this. Go to wherever you get your podcasts and just search for us there, Striving for Revival, and you can can find us via podcast wherever you get your podcast, and that way you can listen to all of these Bible studies archived, and you can listen to them over and over again, and I believe it'll be a help as you uh, take notes and study, and if you want to go back and just refresh, and especially if you've missed anything, that way you can catch up, and we'll all be on the same page together. Uh, it's an encouragement. It's a blessing. Uh, it's also a uh, I guess it would be a challenge to me to, to know that many of you use these broadcasts in your daily Bible study time, and I sure want God to use this time together. I want God to speak to our hearts, and I try to be as practical as I can be, just so you can take these truths and then apply them to your life. I hope you're having a great day today. God's been good here lately, been able to travel out and preach a little bit during the week. Of course, we're back here for Sundays and Wednesdays, but uh, in the summertime when I'm recording this, when uh, you'll hear this, I, I'm able to get out a little bit more. And I've seen a lot of folks saved here lately, and I've seen little sparks of revival. So I want to say this, don't be discouraged and don't think it's done. God is still doing great things in our generation, and I'm encouraged by that. And I'm looking forward to a great Lord's Day this coming Sunday, a great Wednesday night, and I pray you are as well. Let's read together now, First Peter chapter 3, and we'll start in verse number 12. The Bible says, For the eyes of the Lord are over the righteous, and his ears are open under their prayers, but the face of the Lord, look at this, the face of the Lord is against them that do evil. And who is he that will harm you if you be followers of that which is good? But and if you suffer for righteousness' sake, happy are ye, and be not afraid of their terror, neither be troubled. But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts, and be ready always to give an answer to every man that asketh you a reason of the hope that is in you with meekness and fear, having a good conscience, that whereas they speak evil of you as of evildoers, they may be ashamed that falsely accuse your good conversation in Christ. Now, at the beginning of our study in First Peter, I said that Peter is writing with this theme, suffering, and he uses the example of the Savior's suffering to admonish and instruct and to educate the saint in their season of suffering. And we need to go ahead and understand that if Jesus suffered, shall we not? If Jesus endured, shall we not have to? And Jesus was uh, tempted, Jesus was tried, Jesus suffered, Jesus faced persecution, and our uh, Savior uh, led the way, and we're going to follow in His steps. We have Him as our example. We're also going to endure all of those things as we live in this world. There'll be a time in your Christian life when you'll be persecuted for your Christianity. 
If you live a Christian life that is biblical, if you live a life that exemplifies Jesus, if you live a life that uh, is uh, in accordance with the Scripture, there will come a time when somebody, maybe even somebody who says they're saved too, is going to persecute you for your position, for your principle, for your stand, for your steadfastness, and just for who you are in the Lord Jesus Christ. But here's the encouragement, Peter said, the eyes of the Lord are over the righteous. God sees you. Thank God for the truth. God sees me. God knows when we're persecuted. God knows when we're suffering. You don't shed a tear that God isn't aware of. You don't carry a burden that he doesn't know all about. You don't go through a valley, but what he's there to shepherd you through it. God sees. He sees the righteous. He sees the one in the hospital bed. He sees the one slandered by friends and family. He sees the one who is discouraged. He sees the eyes of the Lord are over the righteous. God always, God always has his eye on his children. And listen, not just for bad, like we always say, well, God sees, God sees, but also for good. It's an encouraging thing. But not only that, the Bible said his ears are open under their prayers. We could stop there and shout till Jesus comes. We have the Bible promise and the Bible assurance right here that our God has ears that are not stopped, ears that are not plugged, ears that are not deaf to the petitions, the prayers, the supplications, the requests, the intercession, the needs of his children. Every time I go to God in prayer, I've got the promise. His ears hear my prayer. Every time I bow my heart and my head and call out to him, I have the promise. He hears and answers prayer. His ears inclined unto me. He wants to hear me pray. And here I have it in this verse of scripture. I, I might suffer. I might suffer physically, I might suffer mentally, I might suffer emotionally. I'm going to suffer in life. I'm going to go through seasons where it's not pleasant. I'm going to face persecution. I'm going to have problems. I will suffer, and so shall you. But I've got the promise God sees, and then I've got the promise God hears my prayer. I tell you, with those two truths in our spiritual hip pocket, I think we can wade through the waters of life and make it safely to the other shore. Think about it with me. The eyes of the Lord, they see me. The ears of the uh, Lord, they hear me. And then here's the, uh, the antithesis, but the face of the Lord is against them that do evil. That's a scary thought. Those who are doing the persecuting, those who are uh, against the Christian, those who are uh, anti-God, if you will, just as much as God puts all of his force and passion into watching and loving and caring and hearing the prayers of his children, he puts all of that same force and passion uh, in, uh, in a negative way toward those that stand against his children. I'm glad I'm not on that side. I'm glad I'm not on that team. I'm glad that's not the uh, fence that I'm riding, uh, uh, side of the fence I'm living on. I'm glad I'm on the positive end and not the negative end. Verse 13, and who is he that will harm you if you be followers of that which is good? It reminds me of the Bible verse, greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. Yea, we're more than conquerors through him who loved us. Who is it that can harm you? I mean, honestly, they can put your body in jail, but they can't touch your spirit. That's right. They might throw stones and they might burn you at the stake, but they can't touch the soul. Who is it that can harm the child of God? You threaten a Christian with death and all you're doing is threatening them with heaven. You say, well, I'm going to put this Christian, I'm going to drown them, throw them in the arena, cast them into a fire furnace. Uh, you know, it, it's not a pleasant thing. It's not something you would ever choose for yourself. But we do have that calm faith and reassurance that tells us when we shut our eyes in death, absent from the body, we are present with the Lord, and we'll just make heaven our home and shout hallelujah on the way. Uh, verse uh, number 14, but and if ye suffer for righteousness' sake, happy are ye. 
That saying, any kind of suffering you go through for the cause of Christ and for your Christian testimony, you ought to rejoice in that. There's a Bible verse in the book of Acts. They they uh, they uh, were excited, that they were counted worthy. They rejoiced they were counted worthy to suffer shame for his name. Now you think, well, I sure don't want to be persecuted. You do if you understand your Bible. If I understand my Bible correctly in the book of Acts, any Christian that was any kind of good Christian uh, was persecuted by a world that hated Jesus, right? And that's okay. He said, if we suffer for righteousness' sake, we can be happy. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. And be not afraid of their terror, neither be troubled. It's just temporal. It's just fleeting. It'll pass. But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts. What's that mean? And be ready always to give an answer to every man that asketh you a reason of the hope that is in you. All right, so here's what it's saying. Keep God in the forefront of your heart. Keep God in the forefront of your mind. Keep God on the forefront of your testimony. Keep God in the forefront of your lips. Be ready. Be ready. Whenever they ask you, how can you do this? How are you making it? Why is the, Why do you have the joy? Uh, where's the shout coming from? How about that smile? You be ready to give them an answer of that hope that's within you, that blessed hope, that lively hope, that living hope of salvation by grace through faith. We got to be ready to give that uh, a testimony to a lost and dying world be ready to respond when we're persecuted for righteousness sake but here's the here's the the end of the verse also do it with the right spirit meekness and fear we don't we're not belligerent right? Uh, we don't answer them in some sort of a braggadocious fashion. We don't do it uh, brash, and uh, we, we don't do it in, in such a way that would uh, bear a reproach on the name of the Lord. We do it in the right spirit, but we can have confidence in Christ. Yeah, I know whom, whom I have believed, and I'm persuaded he's able to keep that which I've committed unto him against that way, being confident in this very thing also, right? We understand that God's on the winning side, and since God's on the winning side, we're on the winning side with him, and we can suffer through persecution. We can suffer it well, we can count ourselves happy. We can rejoice, whether it be in the Philippian prison, the den of lions, uh, the fiery furnace, or wherever we find ourselves, we can rejoice in the Lord. Verse 16, having a good conscience, that whereas they speak evil of you as evildoers, they may be ashamed that falsely accuse your good conversation in Christ. Live such a way that all their words are proven to be empty words by the life that you live reflecting Jesus Christ. Well, I hope some of these things have helped you today. You're going to face these things in life just like we all do, but just like Peter wrote here and just like we see exemplified in Bible characters, we can make it safely through to the other side of our sea of suffering if we'll follow in the Savior's steps. Until next time, pray for revival. Thank you for joining us today for Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper, Assistant Pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. Listen at this time every weekday as we strive for revival.